Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends and very distinguished listeners. It's Navigate with ID. This is your business school on radio. Like I reiterated during the last episode, we would not naturally, as a business school, we will definitely keep you posted. And we certainly don't really go on holiday per se. School is still on, but with a twist. And that twist is what we are going to discuss or share today. Friends, Merry Christmas to you all and your lovely ones. Hope you've had a great time so far. Great moments of sharing, of love, of goodwill, peace, joy. And um, sadly so that we have to find a few bad, you know, cases of unfortunate, unfortunate incidents that that what has happened is in the north central part of the country, Copley, too. We commiserate with all the families, and um, we just hope that in the near future, we'll never have a case of a black Christmas. We will always have a Merry Christmas, and so shall it be. Friends, given the mood of the season and being very conscious of the fact that while still in the business school, it's important that we look at a critical aspect of what makes this season come alive. And that's really a topic that we have elected to talk about is finding a meaningful balance between work and family. I know this is one aspect that really touches the nerve of every individual that is within the working class and how you want to grab that meaningful balance between work and family. There couldn't be a better time than this beautiful season. The Yuletide presents an opportunity where families unite, where families come together, share the love of the season. They are able to bring the ideals of all that they expect and aspire to have come to bear. And so today, We'll step into that very beautiful space. Join me as we walk through this um, particular series for the for the shortest of time that we have. Well, friends, I want you to understand that paradoxes reside in many passages, but the paradox of balancing work and family is especially challenging. You know, when I use the word or the term family, I'm referring to any meaningful support system, including the traditional family structure, partners, and friends. And I know that so much has been written on this subject and so much has been said on the related issue of balancing the professional and the personal life. But unlike many educators or leadership educators and coaches, I want to tell you that we don't believe balance is possible. Why? Because if your goal is to strike an equal, ideal balance between work and family, you will fail. Let me use myself as a classic example. Here I am, devoted to this course of running this business school on radio, week in, week out. At the same time, my family, that is as defined when I call nuclear, would have to excuse me from the time being spent with them to come put this together. It is not an easy task. I will not just wake up and start preparing to share with you. I need to be a way to put down my notes, to be able to reflect. And if you were to look at this as an equity or equality-based thing of how much time I share with my family and how much time I'm given to studying and preparing for Navigate with ID for the business school, do you really think that I can strike an equal and ideal balance? 
Do you? That's what I mean. Now, having that equal balance can be very challenging. And I would tell you as a business coach that it's sometimes near possible. And so if your goal is to strike an equal, I'll underline the word equal so that we're very clear on what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you can't strike a balance. I'm saying you. some people come there and say, I want to match the time I'm spending with my family, also with work. Friends, you will fail because there is nothing called equal. If you attempt to give your company 40 hours of your time every week and your partner and your children and your spouse 40 hours, you will probably end up satisfying no one. That's the truth. Whether you want to accept it, it's your business. But I'm telling you reality that you cannot appropriate same hours for work and family. In fact, if you choose to be a senior executive, if you are in a top position as a senior executive, especially with large global companies, because of the nature of competition, and even speak to what is happening in our economy or the economies of the world, the real balance is prohibited by your choice to accept this challenging assignment. Imagine for a second you are the managing director of a global company and you are the MD of Africa. Where would you be Christmas holidays? You think your phone will be off? You think if you are with your family somewhere in Zanzibar that your ears will not be picking up calls, that they will not be giving you updates even though it's Christmas, whether you are into manufacturing or services? You cannot be totally out of scope. Or you're a senior leader, or you're a senior executive, you're a head of department. You will still inspect what you expect. The paradox is that a real balance isn't possible, but a relative one is. So I'm balancing this out so very well. That's why I started by using myself. One of the things that I find very challenging, my son, points that out and say that when are we going to have you know us coming together as a family again and I say son we are always family but you know what your mom your sister and yourself cannot be in one zone and because I'm not there at that material time does it it does not make it less family but I know why my son wants me in there he's an adult he's a big boy but he's used to growing up it was us the three of us but now we are a party of four. But the reality is that that was then and this is now. Daddy did not have some responsibilities that give him his arms spreading in different directions. I didn't have, at that point in time, most of the responsibilities I'm carrying now. Because at that time, yes, I was a senior executive, but I didn't have a wider span. You see, when the eagle is walking, all the wings are all clasped in. And you just look at the eagle as one tiny bird. Let that eagle hit the skies and you see the span. The span of the wings, especially when it's coming down with that speed, it will pick up anything and every a goat, live goat, the eagle will pick it up and take it into the skies. There's a difference when you get to a different spread and your wings come out. That is not the same as what you get when you're on the ground. In today's world of work, one area of your life is going to suffer, whether you like it or not. At times, you will make certain sacrifices for your career and organization, and in other situations, you will make sacrifices for your family. It's a world of imbalance, and imbalance is the norm. The key, friends, therefore, is for you to achieve a meaningful balance, a dynamic balance, one that is flexible and situational. I know that a lot of you right now are in between, oh my God, this is a time for family. And if you have a spouse who is on your case because she sees our friends, all of them, you know, people fake it to look like they are making it all now wash. Oh, my friends have uh, booked a, a whatever, whatever. They've booked a space 
they are going away for the holidays. And because of that, she begins to feel inadequate. What am I going to tell my friends? That my husband is not here or my wife is not here. Uh, the kids have come in. We don't even stay as a family. Hey, Ika Odogba, stop putting yourself under pressure because you want to be like them. They have their own modus operandi. In today's world of work, there is bound to have sacrifice. One area of your life is going to suffer. Don't feel bad. It could be a sacrifice for your career and organization. Some other time, it could be a sacrifice for your family. The truth is, imbalance is the norm. That whole thing about balance, equality, mm -mm, don't sell a lie to yourself. In fact, what I tell people, I don't, and I tell you the truth, I don't believe in this whole thing that we both say work-life balance. But there's nothing like work-life balance, and they always tell you that that balance is equality. In fact, I will tell you it's about work spouse or work partner balance. If you marry wrong, you are in trouble. If you have the wrong spouse, you are in trouble. Somebody has to put the feet into the sand and while some other person flies. At the alternate time, this other person is not flying while the other flies. It's called oscillation. It's an auxiliary status. You shift gears. Sometimes you get into the mud. Sometimes you get into the sand. Sometimes you're on a rough road. You can't be all things to all people. There are moments when you switch gears. And that's why I said the key, underline the word, the key, is to achieve a meaningful balance. What is a meaningful balance? A meaningful balance is a dynamic balance. It's not caught, cast in concrete or iron. It is one that is flexible and situational because you don't know what is coming. Now, if you are, are the owner, business owner, then it's a different court entirely. If you own the business, run the business, you can slice and dice it the way you want. In other words, you and your family reach consensus about what is required for your job and what is required for your family, and you try to adhere to these guidelines as best as you can. Let me give you a practical example. Many years ago, when I started Navigate with ID, and this was April 1, 2009, when I started this whole journey called Navigate with ID, 14 years ago, by April 1, it will be 15 years that I've been on air. And I started a certain station, then it was called Radio Continental. And I needed to get a producer. I needed to get, you know, uh, Bimbo got someone for me. And then, uh, of course, the airtime and all of that. It came to some hundreds of thousands I had to be paying, shelling out every month for airtime to pay on that station. And I had to take care of the producer's fees. Production, we had to rent studios, I had to go record. If I tell you how much it cost me 14 years ago to keep Navigate with ID five days a week, five minutes running, production and airtime, you'll scream. And I can tell you that it cost me close to 400000 Now, that was the price I had to pay. But in paying that price, I'm putting it in terms of rates and everything all together, staffing. Five days a week, Monday to Friday on that station. Then two great friends of mine in the persons of Chris Obosi and Larry Zamoje. Chris, starting with Chris, said to me, no, just bring your content and we'll throw it on BTFM. He didn't charge me a dime. Larry never charged me a dime. They didn't ask me. It was the same. And the gentleman that was behind that scene would just get the thing, and then it will go through. My manager, Bimbo, would take it and drop them. At that time, we needed to drop those reels at the stations. I'm talking 14 years ago. To make this work, because I knew that this was a direction, and I was clear on it, that this was what God was leading me to do, I had a meeting with my wife. My son was still young then, so 
But he sat, and I talked to them, and I said, you know, this chunk is going to be leaving my pay every month. And so what did I do? I used to, my main account was with UBA. So first two, three months, I was shelling out. Then I went to UBA, and they said they needed to give me an overdraft on my salary. You know what an overdraft is? So I took an overdraft of half a million to cover that expense. And so the minute my salary comes in, they take it and I'll roll. That was how I was funding it. But I'll tell you one thing. That in itself was a challenge and a place of dynamic balance. Because there were certain things that the family had to now give way to because I had to keep... So if you're talking about a sacrifice, I started paying that sacrifice 14 years ago and my family did. So today, some of you do not even understand that that sacrifice is still on. And so you're wondering, why am I not in wherever with my family? It's because we've, we've come all the way 14 years. They know that this is key. Friends, I'm not telling you what I'm not doing and what I've not gone through. In today's world of work, one area of your life is going to suffer, whether you like it or not. There are times you will make certain sacrifices for your career for destiny, for your ambition. And some other times you make sacrifices for your family. And I say it again, imbalance is the norm. In other words, you and your family must reach a consensus. We'll reach that consensus. And from that time, we've never looked back. I can tell you that my family do not even have, I mean, I'm talking now, they don't have an idea for us to run across many stations syndicated what that will cost. You don't even understand. If you do understand, you'll reach out to say, oh, let's put an ad here because it's making a value to me. But many don't. Somebody's paying that price. It's a sacrifice. And you would see that the family is. So are you in that kind of space or you want to sit down there and let your spouse or whoever start telling you that you're not having time for us? It's because you've not sat down to issue the guidelines. Adhere to the guidelines that will work for you, where everybody begins to see what each other person is doing to get to fulfill his or her own destiny. You may be spending an inordinate amount of time or money on certain things. You may be spending an inordinate amount of time in the office during strategic planning and budgeting or conducting year-end reviews like you have around this period into next year. But you have discussed this issue in advance with your family and they accept a temporary suspension of the rules. So for example, I need to drop my daughter every morning in school. And because my wife or my spouse or your spouse, they know in advance that we are going to have strategic planning between this month and that month, I'll be suspended from doing the school runs and filling that gap with somebody or your spouse taking it. That is how the ecosystem works. That's the flexibility I'm talking and that comes as a result of a situation. But if you say you must do it and continue to do it, then whatever does not bend will break. There are a lot of homes now that are going through all of this because of an unreasonableness. And I say it especially the women, it's time for you guys to just also say to yourselves, stop looking at what the other woman is doing in our own home. Don't get carried away. I want to be like, I be, I'm like, you guys deceive yourselves because you are carrying designer bags made from China and most of them are fake. And you want to fake your lives and begin to fake your families, disrupt your families. I know that men can also be a bit irresponsible, but not to the point where both of you are not communicating. And what happens? Who suffers? They say the ground, the family, the children suffer. Why? Because the parents are not responsible to understand how to create that balance. It's a paradox. The paradox is that a real balance is impossible. But I underline again, a relative one is it's Boxing Day. I'm not saying box yourself. I'm, I'm trying to give you a gift that you'll unwrap and unwrap your brain and unwrap your head and understand that 24 is around the corner. Are you going to continue 23 like 24 or 22 or 21? Aren't you tired? 
of fighting? Aren't you tired of saying things are not working when you are not deconstructing and putting things right? We are going to have the last edition of Ask ID series on Saturday. I implore all of you to join on Instagram live, 9 p.m. And guess what? I'm just going to talk about two words, taking stock. Taking stock of commitments, taking stock of milestones, taking stock of achievements. I'm not going to focus on negatives. If I must tell you, 2023 has been the toughest year in my entire career and life in many ways, but I've elected to focus on what? My achievements, my commitments, and to create milestones. And so I'm going to reshape my approach when an aircraft is about to land. You are controlled. You have to be in control. You have to be in contact with the control tower. What is your own control tower? Is it God or Mammon? If the economy is your control tower, you are dead because you can't read it. Even those that are running the economy have no idea. They don't even know where they are going. They are already shipwrecked in their heads. But my control tower is not man. My control tower sits upon the hill. That is where my help comes. My help comes from God who made the heaven and the earth. So if I put everything in there, it will give me the download of the direction I want to take. So I'm going to have to restructure, regroup, reclassify myself. And that is exactly how I put it before my family. You guys can go for the break that you need. Hold yourselves together. And we are in contact every day. But my being there does not change anything. Yes, I appreciate that I'm not there physically, but I'm with you in spirit because this ship must sail. So stop beating up yourself and stop going into this thing. My spouse is not supporting me. What have you done to invest to make sure that your career, your business, your organization, your family is creating, you know, you are creating that flexible and situational balance. So, again, I repeat, you may be spending an inordinate amount of time in the office during strap planning, during budgeting, or conducting year-end reviews, but you must discuss this issue in advance with your family. Communication is key. And they will also accept a temporary suspension of the rules. You may have had some things that you agree as common ground. You may also decide to limit the amount of time you spend on work and accept that this might limit your career. If you limit this one, it will show. See, think about a dress that you're about to make. Everybody likes to wear slim feet so that they can show the shape. Who no get shape? Everybody has a shape. Whether shapeless, now you know. So you buy the cloth and your tailor or designer, they're all tailors, your seamstress will now cut it according to the shape of your body. I'm not talking about all those things you people wear inside to bring out shape that is not your own. Let's take the natural one that God has given you and you cut your cloth to follow it. Do you know that if you ever go to a seamstress and ask them to loosen it, that shape goes. It's the same thing that happens when you limit the amount of time you spend on work. But you must be ready to accept that it will impact on your career. So if you also limit the time you're going to spend to think about how your business will go forward, it will affect the way your business will go through. There are no two ways. Otherwise, you will have to do something. Something has to give. Friends, there are moments I, I have to sit in my study. There are days that in the morning we have a 5 a.m. prayer time. I'm walking straight from my study. My study is slightly outside of the building. I go into the house, and as I'm walking into the bedroom, that's when my wife is waking up, getting ready for prayers, and I'm, that's when I am stepping in. I've walked all through the night, maybe five, six hours, non-stop in my study. But guess what? The minute I get in and I go through the motions, I take five, six hours, and I'm up again. I had to do that to be able to close the gap. So there are moments when you have to take some, some things need to be done. But many of us are just lazy. We're not ready. 
that is what I call a meaningful balance. A meaningful balance is meaningful to you personally. You know what? I can only use myself as an example. ID, that is me, this ID, and my family may be willing to accept that I'm going to be traveling extensively during the next two years. And I will miss some birthdays and anniversaries. I will not be at my daughter's whatever in school. But my friend Victor and his family, they are not willing or they are unwilling to accept as much travel or as many missed events as I do. So what I'm saying to you that ID's family and Victor's family are two different families. Families need to define balance together. You know, something uh, Something happened this morning. I was talking to my uh, daughter this morning. No, actually, I was talking to my wife this morning. And she, they were talking about yesterday and how, you know, and the things that they had to do uh that my son cooked fried rice and they had turkey they had lamb they had i said you guys just enjoyed and then uh, my daughter now said she had ice cream and and then the next thing i said was yeah i had the same thing here too i had party jollof rice and i had a rishi rishi inside it and i had moi moi and i had my friends and we we're all having drinks and chilling now we replicated the same thing in two places but i'll tell you one thing the spirit was one because we talked about it and we agreed that this is a passage that is so necessary. It's a meaningful balance where everybody must have its own meaning. Friends, it's a critical time to talk about this. So as we take a break, we need to pay some bills. And um, don't go away. We'll be right back because this subject is necessary for the moment. And I'll see you shortly. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends and very distinguished listeners. It's still Navigate with ID and Ang. This is your business school on radio. And uh, perhaps if you're a first-time listener, I bid you welcome. Uh, where have you been all this while that you've not you know, joined the train? Well, there's always a first time. This is your business school on radio. Comes up every Tuesday and Thursday. Regardless of the holidays, school continues. And this particular school is one that helps you and I to shape where we are going and to shape our thoughts, our direction, and all. It's all embracing in every sphere of the world. And so we are looking at um, a very interesting topic, especially opposite with this season. And that is finding a meaningful balance between work and family. And so I started by saying that paradoxes reside in many passages, but this one, this paradox of balancing work and family is especially challenging. And then I define family to mean or refer to meaningful support systems, yes, nuclear, including partners, including friends, etc. Now, a lot of stuff has been written on all of this. But one thing I said is if your goal is to strike an equal ideal balance between work and family, you will fail. If you attempt to give your company 40 hours of your time every week and your partner, your wife, your husband and children 40 hours, you will probably end up satisfying no one. So, what else did I say? I said in today's world of work, one area of your life is bound to suffer, is going to suffer, whether you like it or not. At times, you will make certain sacrifices for your career, for your business and organization. And in other situations, you will make sacrifices for your family. Imbalance is the norm. So what is the key? The key, therefore, is to achieve a meaningful balance. What is a meaningful balance? A dynamic balance. And so what is a dynamic balance? It is one that is flexible and situational. What I mean, in other words, is that you and your family will reach a consensus. You see, when you are the man of the house and you are dictatorial, you say, this, my word is final. My, you are going to break your family. Your five-year-old son or daughter has a say. You may look at her as a baby and not knowing anything. You'll be shocked. They're watching. Children don't have any other book to read but their parents. And they model up 
they come up with everything that they have aspired to be and do simply because they are watching you. So continue, Mr. Anarchist. You think your son or daughter tomorrow, when they rise up and they start challenging you, you say, I don't understand. This is not my, this is not my son. Now your son, now your blood, now your DNA, now you. We hate to look at ourselves and understand that consensus helps, that carrying everybody along is the best way to create that balance. So in other words, you and your family reach a consensus about what is required for your job, for your business, and what is required for your family. And you all try to adhere to certain guidelines as best as you can. You may be spending an inordinate amount of time in the office during certain periods or during certain events, but you have discussed this issue in advance with your family. You know, it's so funny because my 10-year-old daughter, the last time I had to go attend the National Advertising Conference in Abuja, my daughter waited for me, and when I came back, she said, it was about three days. She said, Daddy, you know you didn't tell me about this, your conference. I said, I did. I think I told you. She said, no, very much unlike you. Because you normally tell me even before you tell my mommy. I said, how do you know? He said, because you always call me aside and say, darling, I'm traveling next month. Between the 6th and the 8th, I won't be around. I'm going to Abuja for a meeting. He said, but that time, you, I said, how do you know I've not told your mommy? He said, she would have mentioned it to me. I said, oh, really? So your mommy tells you when I travel or when I'm going to travel. She said, she does. But she will tell me ahead, if there's anything you want to get from your daddy, tell him because the daddy will not be around within this period. But most times I find out that I know before her. I said, okay, well, you are telling me I don't know. Now, what does that tell you? I'm not telling you that I'm the best communicator, no. But because we spend some quality time together, could be when I'm taking her to school, could be when I get back and then she's having some homework challenge with certain things, she'll leave the mom and run over to my side and come into my study and say, Daddy, listen, I need you to watch and tell me about this thing. How do I go about it? Or she leaves a note for me if I'm not back from work and says, I need you to please look at section 5-7, daddy, and help me explain it. And she goes to bed. Then I'll do whatever, sometimes the math's not easy, person don't hold. Till 1 a.m., I'll still be solving quantitative reasoning and, and I'll say, ah, I left this thing, God knows, over 50 years ago. And look at me. See why it's very good that you must have children when you are still bright and sunny? But I'm not saying that... Uh, it's not good to have them when you're advanced, but challenge day, everything getting your own good and good sides. But exactly what I'm saying to you, friends, is the fact that there are certain guidelines that come when you talk about these things, and that a meaningful balance is meaningful to you personally. That what works with me and my family may not work. I used my friend, Mr. Victor, may not work with Mr. Victor. That families need to define balance together. So this whole passage, because I know many families right now may be having issues simply because the spouses, and this one is saying, you're not giving us more time. It's all about your work. You don't have time for us. You should give us the same amount of time that you give to your work, to your business. Madam, Oga, cool down. But if you guys communicate, if you guys are able to sit down and reason together, you'll fix it. You know what? This particular passage is an opportunity to arrive at the definition of balance. See, man no get time for extended family. But you and I, Africans, your father's brother's sister's cousin is your brother. You have to take care of his child. They will surface in your house. You can't pursue them. But it can't happen in Oyibowan's land. So a lot of you watch movies to the fact that you forget that Netflix is not mm, Nollywood. It's not to, you might be watching Nollywood films. That is, they are creating a scene out of somebody's thought pattern or through life story. But it's not the truth. The truth is what you are going through that is your own situation. You must act the part. Noting that cultural norms, values, are very key. This passage I'm talking about is a great opportunity to define balance. Many a time, people enter it because a life or work event has caused them to turn inwards and they focus on the meaning of family and work. Perhaps 
your spouse has asked for a trial separation or your spouse or they've been terminated and they keep asking themselves. You see, when I see most of these uh, celebrities, permit me, that is why I'm not tripped by any celebrity because all oh, now, they're just in show, they, are, they showbiz themselves, they showbiz their families, they showbiz their lives. Everything about them is not about them, but they just want to live a make-believe life. There are some serious ones among them that really try to bring everything together. And you see it play out. But the next thing is easy. How can a man just go on social media and say it's all over? I'm no longer with this person. When you were chasing her, when you were making all the fanfare, the wedding, the whole of the celebrities will line up. That's why I look at them as a charade. And they can go for any party and call it any color they are taking. Those things don't move me. The first responsibility is how you handle your family and yourself. That's legacy. A legacy-driven life is about you, first and foremost. It's about your family before your career, then your community, and then the future. When you line it up that way, you'll find out that it comes back to one person, you, man or woman. Whether you are a man, whether you are a woman, a legacy-driven life starts from you. What exactly, when you wake up in the morning, what, what do you think about? What makes you happy? What are you looking forward to? What do people say about you? If you are gone tomorrow, if you die now, what are they going to say about you? That you had a billion dollars and so what? And it's in the bank? Or there are a billion people that you fed who are consciously alive today because the little resources you had, you invested in their lives and they are better off. What exactly is a legacy-driven life? Is it at the point where you have separation from your spouse or that you terminate your marriage, that you go on social media and say it is finished? This person and I, the next minute you are jumping into the next person, the next minute you are having the second marriage, third marriage, fourth marriage, or doing all kinds because you are a celebrity. You are watching all those American movies. I'm sorry for now, especially those of you that are following. Better follow well or follow right. Otherwise, and maybe, I don't know if my producer will help me play Mr. Follow Follow by Fela. But today is a different day. So the question they will ask themselves, why am I doing what I'm doing? Ask yourself, why are you doing what you are doing? Is my career really worth it? There's a point in time when you have a need self-reflection and stock taking. This is an inflection point, friends. And I want you to understand that to make sure this passage is a time of growth and learning because we are about to cross from one college year to another. We're about to cross. It's a passage. Are you going to repeat the same thing in the course of the following year or not learning from it? There are things you can do differently. If you're a man, stand well. Be a master of your household. Be able to pull your house together and be able to say the things that you need to say and do the things that you need to do. And if you're a woman, do what you need to do to make your family stay together. Now, it's not compulsory. And I repeat that. It's not compulsory that you must follow a straight-jacketed path. The same way you all have body shapes and so the cloth you buy, because I am size whatever, I have to buy a certain yardage of cloth to sew my own whatever cloth to fit me. Because you are a size X, you need to buy a certain quantity of yarn to be able to sew what is yours. So I may use, I'm making this up, these things happen. They're called the vicissitudes of life. Life comes in varied forms. Life also presents varied and various opportunities. So to make sure this passage is a time of growth and learning, I'd like to give you a sense of what takes place internally and externally as people deal with these and other questions. How can you become conscious of balance? You know, as a young executive, you typically will be ambitious and willing to work long hours. 
I remember when I started my career as a young executive at Guinness. I was 24, 25, or 26. I started at Guinness at 24. I got married at 27. Then it was, I was ambitious. I wanted to, I wanted to make it in my career. I wanted to stand out. I wanted to grasp. So I was willing to work longer. You know, early part of my marriage, I then realized, and it took me a bit because sometimes I'll still be at work till eight, nine. I'd forgotten that I'd, I'd gotten married. Our office was on a background and I was living in Ifakwagigi. I'll find myself leaving the office sometimes as late as 8 p.m. or 9. And my poor wife will be waiting for me. I was bidding time to work. You may also have that same for those that are recently graduated MBAs. When you work for top consulting firms or you work for today's fintech firms, you'll understand what I'm saying. At that young age, you would even relish the total demands on your, your time calling work more work. The minute you now adopt a new lifestyle called marriage, the game changes. And you know, depending on the firm and the industry you work, they provide different incentives. Consulting companies often provide free dinners to young professionals in an effort to encourage them to work longer and harder. Those are early career professionals and they love the adrenaline rush of traveling around the world. As a young consultant, you, are, you love the fact that today you are picking up your box, you're going to Toronto, you're going to Dubai, you're going to Lagos, you're going to Jaws. You love that adrenaline is there. And the opportunity for you to put your education and ideas into practice. Friends, many times, such people are not even involved in relationships and are more than willing to sacrifice a personal life for professional gain. Just look around you, you'll see it happen even now. In some cases, even if they have a partner, however, they often make it clear to that partner that work comes first. Why does this happen? It's because you're probably not very conscious of balance. Even executives in their 30s and 40s may not become acutely conscious of the need for a meaningful balance. And I'd really like to spend quality time on this. As we start into the new year, there are a couple of ideas that are coming to my head and my mind, which I need to probably share. I'm coming up with an, a project and uh, probably that may morph into a live event where these very topical issues, we can take them up to talk about them and share and ask questions, spend some hours together, really simulating how these things happen so that we can have a better society. It will be my own little and small contribution where I can take what we are sharing on radio here and bring it to the open world and where you and I can sit down and you say, this is it, I did. what do you think? And I can tell you, and we'll reason together. Hopefully you'll get some solutions that will make you better. So executives in their 30s and 40s may not even become acutely conscious of the need for a meaningful balance. And I've told you before that a meaningful balance is meaningful to you personally. Now, if such executives are married and have children, they and their spouses may agree that career and financial gain must be prioritized. So what happens in house A may not happen in house B, may be significantly different from what happens in house C. But many of us carry this simple telescope, microscope, not, not microscope, sorry. We carry a telescope and then you're viewing house J and saying, ah, I like what is happening in house J. You're nowhere near. From C to J is a distance. But you are taking a telescope to see house J. But thank God today, social media brings house J very close to house A or house B. And many times they never tell you the truth. You miss the fine details. Couples are often so focused on achieving specific goals 
Sometimes they live in denial. Sometimes it's a make, make belief. A certain size of home in a certain community is different from a home in, in an outside community. Private schools for children. Oh, when it comes to the schools that the children attend, you are not sitting down to agree with your spouse. What is your policy on education for your children? What is the policy? We want good quality education for our children. What does good quality education mean? It doesn't mean that the school or the flagship or the brand that will define the education policy, but the curriculum. So can't you and your spouse spend time to do some recce? Try to do some recognizance, recce. Recon is what helps. That's why the military will always send people ahead for intel. That recon will automatically allow you an opportunity to go through Check for what is going to happen in that particular institution or schools around. When you get their curriculum, you can now check and ask yourself, this one fits what we think our child should go through. Then you look for the school that matches that. But what do we do? Oh, my friend, uh, the, the, the child is attending this school. I like that school because mommy's the mothers are yuppie mothers. Uh, they dress and the children are allowed to dress. You know, they are allowed to do their own thing. It's already warped. Couples, they are sometimes focused on achieving their own specific goals, not the family goals. Starting from even private schools or the schools for children, they look at the schools, they don't look at setting up a policy or looking at a policy that would drive education for the children. What about vacations? Some have no business traveling abroad, but they will do everything. They will steal, they will buy, they borrow, they will steal, they will do anything just because they want to belong. Oh, uh, I want, everybody's talking about summer, summer. I will go to Ikorok, but that will be my own summer. Wake up in the morning, you hear Kukuruku, yes, that is summer for me, that's reality. One day, I'll be able to move from Ecuador to Lagos. Why must I come to Lagos for summer or holiday? If I can't afford it, I'll stay where I am. So we define it. that one day, we'll also go abroad. What is abroad? Ghana is abroad. Togo is abroad. South Africa is abroad. Must it be England? Now, nah, I know. I'm, I'm just speaking in general terms, friends. It's because we are not conscious of the need for a meaningful balance. We want to sit down and be like the rest of the world. Let me tell you something, friends. At some point in midlife, all of these things will change. You can start now. See, I got married at the age of 27. Hmm? I can tell you that by the time we now had our first child, my son, things started changing. By the time we got into midstream, Things changed. By the time we got into the river itself, there was a big change. You can't overtake boy to man. You must go through process. Midlife will teach you some lessons. Sometimes a professional passage. I didn't ever imagine that I would, at some point, be an expatriate. But I, I thought and I knew that I wanted to be a top-class marketer on the continent. But in my head, when I started my career, I didn't ever imagine that I would go work outside of the country and be an expatriate. And so even in doing that, I didn't have that conversation with my wife because it didn't appear. But at some point now, the career opened up and I had to travel out of the country. What do I do? Is my family going to go with me or they will stay where they are? My wife had to leave our clinic, our functional, full-fledged eye clinic to follow me the way I was going. She abandoned her own craft as a doctor of optometry, running her own clinic with her own patients to follow me to Kenya to go work. And she was there now as a full-time housewife doing nothing, just standing over, taking care of the home and the son. That's a huge sacrifice. That's a professional passage. 
Sometimes in some places, it can bring out a significant failure. That triggers a certain change, friends. It triggered a certain change, but because we had to look at it together, the impact was negligible or not. After three, four years that we came back, I learned one bitter lesson about expatriation. It would cost you, whenever you are going out of the country as an expatriate, if you want to return, it will cost you five times more. That only God knows what it will be today. Why am I saying so? When we came back and she had to get the same space for our clinic like we did when we left, we had to pay four times more for it, for that kind of space. And even our equipment, because there was no place to keep all of those things, we had to evacuate. At that time, we had not bought our own property. We didn't have our own house. We were living in a rental apartment. So, of course, we had to give out all the things to friends and family. And so coming back, we had to buy things afresh. I remember I went to Rocky Electronics in VR. I had to buy electronics all over again. You'll ask me, didn't you have electronics where you were in Kenya? Yes, we did. But don't forget also, there will always be a family there, whether church, whether friends, that you bequeath certain things to. And then there are some things that you see. All I'm telling you is that at some point in midlife, though, all things things change. It triggers change. Other times, it's a personal passage that is a catalyst. It could be the loss of a loved one, for example. Whatever the cause, it creates a disconnect between the individual and his work. Are you prepared? You gradually come to question yourself and all the sacrifices you've made for a company and your career. As an individual, you start wondering if it was worth it to miss most of your children's childhood or to endanger the relationship with your partner. Friends, this is a passage of life. We were back on Thursday, friends. I will look at this because on Saturday, 9 p.m. on Instagram, if you follow me, it's at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. No, just put down that time, 9 p.m. We are going to be looking at stock taking. Live, Instagram live. We'll talk about commitments, milestones, and achievements. Friends, the year is running to a close. But are you closed or you're open? We'll find out as we continue on Thursday by God's grace. Enjoy this season. Don't sit in a place of regrets. Know that your best dreams are still awake. Keep moving. God bless you. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.